Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Bez Hashem BPJ number 80, that's Bais Pimi joint shear shear number 80. So we talked in the last shear that marital intimacy is an integral part of a Jew's life. Taitain Kedush in this area as well as all areas in life. And we talked about the nine Midas that are unhealthy. And the Vilna Gain explains that Kedusha is attained by avoiding those nine Midas so that every encounter between a husband and wife, every single marital encounter, is renewed and rejuvenated. And that is a complete intimacy. And sexual sanctity, Kedusha is attained not by minimizing sexual desire, but by maximizing that desire for one's spouse exclusively and to channel that pleasure to the concept of devek for one's spouse. It's brought down in the Balaturim that the letter Tess, it says by Kabbalah Savicha Vesimecha in that Aseres Adibris in Veschanan in Devarim, Perak Hei Pasuk Tezayin, over there there's a letter Tess that has crowns. And the reason why those that test has crowns on it, the Balatorum says, is because a father and mother are warned to avoid those nine midas enumerated in, in Mesechtas Nedarim, which we talked about in the previous year. And again, we explained before, this does not take away the Bechira of the child. It'll just make it a little more challenging for the child, but the child could be a tzaddik. You have many, many times tzaddikim were born from such unions, and they thrived. So you, a, a child can't use that as an excuse. But the parents have a responsibility to do everything they can that it should be B'Kedusha V'Tahara. And that's very important. The Rekeach on Parshish Lech Lecha says something similar. It says that in the section of the Torah where Hashem gave Avram Avinu the Mitzvah Brismila, all the letters of the Hebrew alphabet appear except for one, the letter Tess. Similarly, when the Torah talks about the small nation of the Ayin Nefesh, the 70 souls that went down to Mitzrayim, look at Bereshis Perak, Memvav, Pasik Ches through Chavzayin, the letter Tess does not appear in any of the names of the 70 members of Yaakov's family to emphasize the pure excellence and holiness of the entire nation that Tesmidites were not there. And I established, Hashem said that I made a covenant with you, avoid the Tesmidites. That's why there is no Tess in that first statement of the Aseris Adibris, because the Kedusha in sexual matters is as important as all of the Ten Commandments together. Look at this in the Rekeach ala Torah Parshish Lech Lecha. So you see here, what the holy kedusha of marital intimacy is, in contrast of the nine midas we discussed in the previous year. The Rishis Chachmashar Kedusha says, his desire should be directed; her desire should be directed at him, so that there should be no disagreement, no lack of harmony between them. Rather, there should be love and companionship and peace, and deep friendship. And in the Seder Hayoyim, the Sefer Seder Hayoyim says that the important thing is that he engages in the marital act with love and affection when she desires it, and he's thinking about her and intending to fulfill that commandment.
So that is a very, very important aside. We are going, going to now turn to the mitzvah's aina and to explain what this mitzvah entails. It's one of the Tariyak mitzvahs. The source of it is in Parshish Mishpatim, Aynasa Yigra. The Rambam counts this as a mitzvah in mitzvah number uh, 262 of a Sefer Mitzvah and look in Hilchis Ishis, Parak Yud Beis, Halacha Abeis. The Sefer Chinek discussed this mitzvah in Mitzvah Nuntes. The Torah Shulchan Aruch brings it down in Reish Mem, Avarechayim, and in Ebenezer, Chav Hey, and Ayin Vav. And the stipler writes, and we did his letters, but he says, Oyne is a positive mitzvah in the tired, no less than eating matzah on Pesach night. Vamavatla, someone is mavatl that mitzvah, denies his wife that sexual pleasure and need that she wants. Harezu Avera Gemura. It's an outright Avera. The Rava says in Pesachim Dafayim Beis Amid Beis, a man must please his wife with intimacy, and if he realizes that she is enticing him and trying to please him and adorning herself for him, so that he should notice her, he, he has a chiv to approach her sexually. Look at Reishmem in Arachayim. It's also brought down behind David Azaloi from. In, in his Maris Ayin Onida Lamet Aleph, that I heard from one of the giants of the generation, that if a woman shows signs of interest and demonstrates affection for her husband, then this is the true Aina to which the Torah refers, and the husband is obligated to be intimate with her. And the Igris Maisha says similarly, the main mitzvah of Aina, this is an Ebenezer Chela Gimel Simen Chaf Ches, that the main mitzvah of Ayn is when the husband sees that his wife desires to be intimate with him. This obligation is a full Taira obligation. The sages explain the verse, Aynasa la yigra, he may not diminish her conjugal rights, to mean that he is required to please his wife when he sees that she desires him. What does the observance of the mitzvah of Ayn entail? And what must the husband do to fulfill the halachic requirement of this mitzvah? So the idea is, is to satisfy the wife's desire. That's what the Ravid says. By the way, people have an ego, male ego. They feel very uh, egotistical and gaivadic when, they, when their wives desire them. And wives or women feel some type of ego and pride when men desire them. Very often it's an unhealthy thing between a husband and a wife when the rest of the marriage is interacted in a healthy way. This aspect of being desired by one's husband or one's wife is a very healthy thing, but should not cause arrogance, but should cause uh, to trigger a mitzvah on the On the husband's side, certainly, when the wife shows that desire. On the other side, at least on, on the Rabbanan level, when the husband expresses his desire towards his wife, it's also a mitzvah for her. If not on the Daraisa level, on the Durabanan level, we'll have halachic authorities to talk about that, but certainly on the Torah ideal, that is a mitzvah on the wife as well. But in general, 
the mitzvah's ayna deiraisis on the husband to satisfy his wife's needs, physically and emotionally, for intimacy, especially according to the Ramban, how he teaches sheyak susavaynasa, all going on intimacy, some going on the emotional aspects of intimacy. So when the husband fulfills this mitzvah, and he shows his wife that he loves her and desires her, and that he wants to please her, that is the fulfillment of that mitzvah. The word lesameach, to cause her joy, also means to please. That's the husband's role in intimacy. So we understand that the fulfillment of this mitzvah is highly individual. It depends on each woman, woman's unique personality and her unique needs. So the Torah is required, just like you're, lear- you're chayef to learn different halachas to prepare for mitzvahs, a husband is required by Torah law to learn about his wife's needs and cravings for sexual pleasure. He needs to learn it, he needs to know it, and he needs to do whatever needs to be done in order to provide his wife this sexual pleasure, and the wife is being helping him in his mitzvah if she, in her modest way, conveys those desires and needs to her husband so he understands what he needs to do in order to please her. This learning process takes time and takes consideration, takes devotion, it takes a humility, a vulnerability, an honesty, and a certain like sense of humor, but in a healthy way. Uh, uh, and, 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 and the idea of being open with one another. The knowledge of one's wife's personal tastes in the sexual arena is extremely important for the long-term success of the marriage. That's why Shana Rishayna, you're totally free from any distraction to do this. So again, of course, it's to fulfill emotional needs, listening, caring for her in many other ways, not just sexual, but the sexual is very, very icker. Very, very important. It's a mitzvah say dairaisa. The Gemara, the, the, the Chumash says that a man takes a new wife, you shouldn't go out to the army or not be charged with anything, but be noki yelebeise shana achas. So noki yelebeise shana achas. He'll be free for his home for one year. He should rejoice with his wife that he had taken. And the Sefachinach, Mitzvah 582, in order for, to familiarize himself with her and to attach his goodwill to her and introduce into his heart her marriage, her image, and her all her actions. In the letters of the Chazaynish, he says in the first year of marriage, effort should be made for a union of husband and wife that is intent of creation of a Hayu Labasar Echad. The mitzvah Aina Midairaisa is solely for the husband. So why only for the husband and not for the wife? Again, on a Drabunan level, an Ashkafic level, a wife also reciprocates and does everything she can sexually for her husband. That's no question. But on a Dairaisa level, the emphasis is on the man, husband towards the wife. Why not the reverse? And there's various reasons that are possible. One is that, generally speaking, a male's nature, a man's nature, is generally not that he's not embarrassed to approach his wife in these matters. 
However, it's not the nature of a woman as a tznua to make those open overtures. Instead, she attempts to gain her husband's attention and interests in her through more subtle ways, delicate means, making herself appear attractive. And the Torah is very protective over a wife's honor and dignity. Therefore, the Torah places that chiv on the husband's obligation, that he needs to look and understand and respond to the gentle hints sent by his wife. Because the Torah understood that a wife, a woman, it's difficult for her as a tsenua to express it. Although we spoke before that she needs to healthily communicate with that and overcome that if it's creating problems and then eventually go back to the hinting way. But ultimately, that this is the idea. The Torah wants the husband to do everything he can to be attuned to his wife's needs and desires that it won't be ignored or overlooked, even though she's more reserved. But again, if speak to a Rav, but if a wife should know if her tznias, her modesty and her reservedness is holding back a healthy sexual relationship, if she's not sure, she's not comfortable, she should talk to a Rav, but most likely they will suggest that a more open way of expressing herself sexually towards her husband is required. And then eventually, once they understand each other's language perfectly, she could revert back to the normal hints and ways to do that. So the Gizmoy Shevenezer, Chela Gimel, Chavches, says that the Chazal established a requirement because of the woman's natural modesty and her natural shyness. The Gemara brings down that, that Roshmul Banachmini said in the name of Rabbi Eichanin that anyone, any woman who solicits her husband to marital intimacy will have children with the likes to whom was not even exist in the generation of Moshe. Which is an unbelievable statement. Roshmul Banachmini is citing Rabbi Eichanin to mean that she behaves lovingly to him. And from this loving behavior, he understands that she desires to be intimate with him, and thus he satisfies this desire. According to Rabbi Yechon, this is the most desirable manner in which to initiate marital intimacy. Rashi in Erevin, says, when she behaves lovingly means that she shows him signs of affection. And Rashi says that she does not demand intimacy explicitly, but she shows him through her words that he desires, she desires to be intimate with him, as Leah did when she invited Yaakov to her tent. And from that union came exceptional offspring, which is Yisachar. The Ran says over there that she invites him with gratifying words and behavior, and behavior, like Leah who only invited Yaakov into her tent, but did not explicitly or verbally demand intimacy from him. The Chachmas Adam says, but the main mitzvah is when he sees and he understands his wife's need for this as it's expressed. So the key is, is extremely important, though. We said this many times, that while it is important for the husband to be alert to any indication and nuance from his wife that she desires intimacy, that's to benefit the wife, to benefit the woman. But if for whatever reason the husband is failing to discern and decipher these signals that have been sent his way, doesn't make a difference if he's not hopping 
or she's not chopping how to do it. It makes no difference who is, uh, you know, more responsible for this. It's irrelevant. The bottom line is if the communication beremes is not working, at that point, the wife is allowed, even as a tenua, to express openly and modestly, to express it properly, her request for intimacy and be more direct. Brings down from a Rabbi Aviner. Etzamatzama is the name of the Sefer. And he writes as follows. He says, this is a healthy situation. The husband understands from his wife's intimation of affection that she wants to be intimate, and he responds accordingly. But if he does not understand those subtle signs, certainly a wife can openly express her desire for intimacy. Because that is which is written about her not openly demanding intimacy is not a law, but rather a proper practice. Therefore, if a husband does not understand the intimation, meaning he doesn't get the hints, then certainly she can speak to him directly, and she, she should say it as modestly as possible, but she needs to say it clearly. So, yes, it's, 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 it's a big hate, it's a tremendous transgression to withhold intimacy from a wife who modestly hints her desire to her husband, and, and if he doesn't do it, he, it's, it's, it's cruel of him, and it's neglectful of him. But at the same time, if he's not getting the hint, she needs to help him and express it directly. There's no question about it. And then later, you could revert back to these hints once they understand each other's language properly. That doesn't mean she's coarse or crude, but she's direct in what she wants and what she needs till the husband gets it fully. It says that, Rishul Levi says, in Yavam Samach Beis, it says, any man who knows his wife to be a righteous woman, but does not visit her, meaning is not intimate with her, with her when she has a need for intimacy, he's called a chayte, he's a sinner. In Bereshit, it's a pella, Lovan, this is the one thing he actually did right, when he made Yaakov swear in Ta'anes Benoisai, don't afflict my daughters. And the Gemara Yuma says, in Ayin Zayin, that what it means afflicting my daughters, meaning my daughters, your wives, that's if you afflict them by withholding intimacy. Love made her, them, him swear not to withhold from them marital intimacy. That actually was one of the normal things that Lovan actually did. I have a tire on this, um, but that's not for now. On why he did it, and uh, even though he was a Russia. And he had the wrong reasons for it. You know, he had his own calculations. I have a tire on that, but that's not for now. But the bottom line is, is that is an Indian that is a very strong Chiv. Be'ez HaShem will be Mamshech on this topic in the next year. Be'ez HaShem. Brach